Hi, this is Kutsianaki, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Down to the Struts. While you eagerly anticipate season two, you can listen in on my conversation with Sean Collins, Associate Editor of Politics and Policy at Vox.com. As a follow-on from episode six of season one, I sat down with Sean to talk about the importance of images in news articles. With the global pandemic, the movement for Black lives, and the most recent insurrection in America's capital, images have never been more critical to our understanding of the events of 2020 and 2021. Sean will talk about how images can enhance the information in a news article and provide some advice for journalists to help ensure that the important facts of everyday news conveyed in news articles are accessible to all. Okay, let's get down to it. Hi, Sean. Hi. Thanks for joining me on Down to the Struts. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan. I'm really glad to hear that. Could you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to journalism? Uh, yeah, I am an editor at Vox, uh, V-O-X, not F-O-X. Um, I have been a journalist for a few years now. Um, I always enjoyed writing and was always very into the news as well. Um, and this was a good way to combine those two loves. Um, so yeah, so now I, I work in politics and policy and do editing and writing for the politics and policy team at, at Vox. Thanks for sharing that. And I encourage everyone to check out Sean's author page on Vox.com. You can just search Sean Collins at Vox.com and you'll see the full listing of all of Sean's articles on that page. So in your opinion, why do you think images are important to a news article? Uh, well, I guess images do do a lot of things. For one, it's a, a good way to, to grab the reader's attention. We usually see a, an image at the top of the news article that kind of sets the tone and has some or at least one of the main characters of the article in it. And that just kind of gives people an idea of what they're getting into. It supports the headline. And as you're scrolling through Google News or Apple News or just searching and, and seeing it on, on the AMP bar, it kind of can help grab sighted people's attention but it can also do other things as well like in the body of an article it's not always easy to describe what's going on or, or give a full sense of what's happening in any any scene just with the text itself and so a, a photo there can support the text and, and and give a little bit additional information be it just to set the scene or to show some additional players or to give the reader an idea of what things broadly looked at, uh, looked like rather, to, to kind of help them get an idea of what happened. And it's also just sometimes used to kind of break up the, the text, um, especially in a longer article. It can get boring just reading or, or, or hearing the writer's words, and it can be nice to take a little break and see something else. And it can also be used in the writing, too, to like break up what, they're, what the author is saying. So if they're going to make a pivot and kind of move from one topic to the other, it can be a good way to kind of ease that transition as well. So okay, there's, there's a lot, and there's other things, too, but those are a few. So would you say in some instances, especially a news article that is conveying a lot of facts about a complex topic, images can 
be key to understanding what's going on in the world as you're reading a news article? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they're like a great way to support and augment what is written in the article. So you're about to share some image descriptions that you wrote um, in a piece that was published over the summer about the Black Lives Matter protests, uh, which, you know, were a significant event here in the U.S. And, you know, just the visual imagery of what happened is really powerful and, and conveys a lot about the spirit of this moment. And so I would love to hear from you about what you think are the elements of a really good image description in a news article. What are, what are some of the key things you think are the most important? Um, I think overall, you want the image description to give someone who isn't sighted or who has low vision or is vision impaired and can't just actually see the photo the same information that someone who can see the photo would get from it. So you want to figure out a way to do that in a pithy way, but a way that also like has all the the elements that make the photo notable or that made the photo helpful or, or even necessary to include. That's really helpful, Sean. So can you explain a little bit to our listeners about how image descriptions are captioned? So when you're sighted, you just see the caption beneath the image that has a short describer about what the photo is depicting, but there's more to that for people who are using, for example, screen reading software. So could you describe a little bit about how images are described in an article using uh, technology? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. And I guess that's a good way to like take a step back and explain about image descriptions to people who aren't as familiar. So yeah, so if you're a sighted person, then the image is there. You see the image, you may or may not read the caption, and then you're going to keep going. But if you're using a screen reader, uh, because you can't see the article uh, and read it with your eyes, if you're listening to it or having it read to you, then the screen reader will basically, it'll say that there's an image there, and then it will read the caption under the image. And usually that caption is just something about where the photo depicts or like the date of the photo it it gives very basic factual information about what the the photo is and that's something that's usually underneath the photo or the chart or whatever the case may be and it's something that can be seen it's something that is underneath the photo and is read by the screen reader or by someone who cited no matter what it, it's it's there on the screen it's there in the text of the article the image description though is usually not seen by people it's either picked up by screen readers or by i guess programs that crawl the the internet and sort of index and sort articles or search engines so those are the two programs that are that are reading these image descriptions and those for people using screen readers are how the images, as the, the name would suggest, how the image is described. So in those, you want to say, what's in the image? What's going on? Who are the characters? What do they look like? What are they wearing? What's the light like? Is it daytime? Is it nighttime? You want to get as much information as you can into that. All the information that is available to a sighted person who's just looking at it would get. 
That's really useful. So what is that technology called? That's called alt text. And is it used in just in news articles or in, in all sorts of photos in the internet? It's used everywhere on the internet. So you'll see it in search engine results. You can see it in like an academic paper. If the person who wrote the academic paper did what they were supposed to do, you'll see it under charts. You can see it under maps. Anywhere where there's data or information that is conveyed in a visual fashion or that information that's conveyed in a way that is only accessible to someone who is sighted should have that alt text. That's really cool. And I would imagine if it's being picked up by search engines that it actually, does it actually optimize searches if there's good alt text in an image? Like would it help people searching for something like like sort of put your article or series of images at the top of a search because the alt text is, helps with the search engine op optimization? Yes. I mean, at least that's what I was told, that having good alt text will help search engines know what your story is about. It's like a, it's it's another layer. It can it can be another layer of search engine optimization. Yeah, that's really cool. So there's there's benefits to having good alt text and images beyond just providing access for people who don't have visual access to an image. Although that in itself should be a good enough reason to have accurate and good alt text. So I had asked you um, before we began recording this episode to pick a few images from the article that we referenced earlier that you published over the summer about the BLM protests. And for our listeners, we'll provide a link to the full article in the show notes. So if you want to, you can go to our website at www.downtothestruts.com, click on this episode and be able to follow along and, and look at the images um, or listen to the alt text of the images um, as Sean is reading them or describing them. So could you go ahead and pick some of your favorite images from this article and actually read out the alt text? Uh, sure thing, yeah. So this was an article about the civil rights protests this summer. And yeah, I can go through a few and kind of tell you, I guess, about how I did the alt text or like what I was thinking about as I as I did them. Um, maybe we can start with the first one in the article. Not there, So there's one at the top of someone in a mask, but underneath that one in the, in the body of the article, there's one and... It's a, a photo of a protest in Chicago. And what I did with all the, the photos in this article was I tried to use the photo caption to kind of begin the description and then provide the other part of the description in the alt text, knowing that the screen reader would read the caption first and then go to that alt text. So it's sort of like a part one, part two. This article also has a lot of photos in it. So I also was very careful. I tried to be very careful not to write too much alt text because I feel like it can get annoying when you're trying to read the article and then you've got long alt text breaking up the piece itself. And I think it can also get a little distracting. So those are, those are, I guess, the main two things that I was thinking about. So yeah, so to start with this, this first photo it says protesters block traffic in chicago on may 30th that's the caption and then for the alt text it says two protesters lean out of a car amid the skyscrapers of downtown chicago one stands in the sunroof the other holds a sign out of the driver's side window the woman in the sunroof has a sign that reads respect existence or expect resistance the driver's sign and there's a colon there i can't breathe Black Lives Matter. 
so yeah, so here for the alt text, I just I try to like give more information slowly without getting too confusing. Uh, so like if you look at if you can see the photo with your eyes, then you can see that it's a woman standing in the sunroof and a hand that seems to be a man uh, outside of the driver's side window. There's there's cars on either side that are kind of parked. Um, and you see the the walls of the the skyscrapers on either side of them. You, you can't really tell which ones they are. I mean, I guess if you're, I'm from Chicago. I think it looks like it's ones near Michigan Avenue. But anyway, I guess I say that to say like you could give way more information here that maybe isn't necessary. Like I didn't mention that the car is white. I didn't mention that the woman has on like a black shirt. And I might do that in some other alt text, but didn't do that here because there's a picture directly underneath this one. And so what I did was, with the alt text, I said, two protesters, not a man and a woman protester. And then in the next sentence, I said that the protester, and she's sort of the, the protester that the photo is, is focused on. She's at the focal point of the photo. Then I said, it's, it's someone who seems to, to be a woman. And then had her sign first, because the photo is focused on the sign the woman is holding. And then had the other person sign second, because sort of not in the center of the photo. So those are just some of the, the choices that I made in the alt text, if that is helpful. That is really helpful. And I'm also curious about what relationship your choices in the alt text has with the title and the theme of the article. So in other words, for this piece, what was the title of the piece and what was your ultimate goal or thesis in the piece? And, and how did that play into your choices about the image descriptions uh yeah so the title is why these protests are different and the piece the idea of the piece was to try to explain just that like i think a lot of people this summer felt like something like this this sort of felt different this sort of felt more like the 60s or or some other like it, it didn't feel quite like the last round of the black lives matter or the the movement or black movement for black lives protests to a lot of people and i mean one thing was was definitely that a lot more people participated another thing was that there was just such a parade of death this spring and, and summer and uh, one that continues now but that that was what the piece is about and then to try to support that point I worked with a photo editor who helped me choose these photos, and I think each photo tries to show a different facet of like how things might be different, or it it, it show it each each photo tries to kind of underscore that point a little bit, and then I try to do that in the descriptions also. And one way that I do that is like by saying what's on the signs, um, not just saying that there is a sign, but to say the slogan and you can kind of even see how some of these slogans are a little bit different than ones at older civil rights protests and we also kind of showed photos from very different places so we have chicago we have washington dc in here uh there's new york city minneapolis oakland um so we tried to show just how widespread they were and also tried to reflect that in in the description so that they so that that was clear that's really interesting and and i also noticed you describing you know people that were in cars wearing masks so in the descriptions you situate people in the fact that these protests are also occurring in the midst of a pandemic which is very different from past protests that have occurred with masses of people gathering in the streets which did happen to some extent 
during the protests last summer, but definitely had sort of the cast of the pandemic all around it with the masks and the distancing and so on and so forth. So I feel like the way that these are described definitely help you understand that they are of a moment and that moment is within the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. And I also wanted to do that because at the time there was a lot of concern or there was a lot of complaints, uh, particularly among people who are more conservative, that there was a lot of locked that there were these lockdowns that things were restrictive but then uh, that there was some sort of double standard for these these protests and I, I definitely wanted to show that that wasn't really the case um, and you know even now that we had the benefit of hindsight we can see that there didn't seem to be any any spikes the in COVID-19 due to these protests and so I wanted to kind of show these these photos I think kind of helped push back against uh, some of that rhetoric and uh, and I wanted to make sure that people who were using screen readers also had that same information uh, available to them. That's really important. I think images in an article, as myself as someone who's a blind person and consumes a lot of news, I, more information is often you know, better. And I think there's some things that are conveyed in images that you just don't get when plainly reading the text. And so there's a great appreciation for good image descriptions in that way. So can, can we talk about the next image that you chose? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, I can go for another one. Um, there's this image that I, I really like that's at the end of the article, actually. It's it's one from Oakland, and the caption says, Protesters in downtown Oakland joined the nationwide protest that followed the death of George Floyd on May 29th. So that's a pretty standard caption. It has the dates, the location, very generally what's in the photo. And then the alt text says, Amid shining traffic lights, smoke, and a sinking sun, a group of protesters march through the streets. They are led by two people in black, holding a black flag with bold white text that reads, and then I had this in quotes, Oakland, 09, Ferguson, 14, Baltimore, 15, Minneapolis, 20. Yeah, so can you, can you talk about why you made the choices you made with this, with this one and, and what was most important to you about this image and how it fit into your piece? Sure. So this image has a lot going on in it. One thing that I try to do with image descriptions, especially, and this was kind of a long piece too, so this is the last thing that the screen reader is going to be reading. Um, so again, I didn't want it to be too long because if you've made it this far in the, in the piece, you've already, you've already given up a, a lot of your time. But I, want, I definitely want the flag to be central to the alt text because it is very stark in the photo. Um, it's a very deep black, and the and the letters on the flag are very stark white and just are, are very large. The flag looks like it might be, or the banner rather, looks like it might be about five feet tall, if not taller. So I definitely want that to be a focus. And this is the last image in part because of what that flag says and and how in the, in the piece I kind of talk about how there's this sort of sense of being fed up in a way of of history repeating itself and i wanted to get that in there and and for that to kind of be something the the reader was was left with so definitely like zooming in on that flag was important and then just kind of describing the other other details because it's a it's a very visually interesting photo i mean you have the the smoke rising up behind the flag the sun is going down so it's it's that golden hour that, that like photographers and, and that you see in movies all the time. 
uh, giving everything a very nice kind of like soft feel. I wanted that in the in the image description. There's a, a red light and a, and a green light kind of in the distance that are very bright over some of the, the marcher's shoulders. And so that I wanted in there because that's that seemed like an important visual element and something that made this this image a little different than some other ones that might have been out there. And then just, you know, getting the protesters in uh, themselves. They're, they're a group that is socially distant, but kind of go seems big and so just saying you know there's this this group of protesters and they're, they're marching they're moving forward uh and, and the photos are kind of going from the left uh the the vanishing point in the photo is kind of more centered on the left and they're, they're clearly moving to the right so there's that momentum uh that the photo has so when they get that they were marching through the street uh not just like walking or, or demonstrating in the street and yeah and, and so so i guess that's that's a little bit about my thought process there is that helpful that's really helpful. I, it really helps to get get a sense of, of what choices you're making and how intentional you're being and, and what's important in that image to convey in the limited space you have of the alt text, which, as you mentioned, you want to keep as sort of detailed but brief and pithy. So, no, that's really helpful. Uh, so can you pick one, one last photo to, to describe to us and, and share about? Sure. I'll, I'll end with this one of a group of police officers. So this one, this as, as bright as that photo was, uh, as as bright as the, the second photo was, uh, this one is is a lot darker, and it's a image of a line of police officers in in riot gear. They're actually uh, Secret Service agents. So it, the the caption says, "Secret Service in riot gear stand guard while President Trump visits St. John's Episcopal Church after peaceful protesters were tear gassed on June 1st." And then the alt text says, "A line of agents press close together, their riot shields forming a wall." Their visors are up, and the waning sunlight falls on the agent in the middle. His face is contorted in a scowl. So yeah, so again there, I I wanted to capture some of the atmospheric details. It's a very dark photo, so I wanted to get that there was waning sunlight. The agents almost look like a mass. If if you're looking, if you if you if you can see the photo, you see that they're it almost looks like a creature with many heads they're so close together so i wanted to get you know that they were pressed close together in there and they were forming a shield wall i think that was an important thing to have in but i also wanted to get in the fact that it wasn't sort of a a faceless wall you can see many of their faces only one is in focus the one that i mentioned but you can see their faces that's why i had in that that their visors are up and yeah and that, that agent in the middle is just you know, making a very stern, almost angry face. And so I said it was contorted in a, in a scowl. I try not to say things in image descriptions like it's an angry face or a happy face or things like that because I don't know what the person's actually feeling. All I can do is try to describe how it looks. And this person's mouth is, is downturned. So that's why I said contorted in a, in a, in a scowl rather than was making an angry face even though it does look angry and, and certainly looks scary. So, yeah, is that helpful there? Yeah, that's great. And and I think you're ascribing to uh, Nicole Sardella's 
golden rule of say what you see there and not ascribing uh, too much sort of interpretation to the photo and trying to describe it in the most specific terms possible. So yeah, that, that was that was really interesting to get your perspective and why you described the image the way that you did. So before we wrap up, could you, um, if you had advice for a fellow journalist who is crafting image descriptions like this, what advice would you give? Uh, yeah, so I have actually, I have like a, a lot of writers who I've had to like help get started with just learning how our like software works uh, for publishing. And what I always tell them for the alt text box is A, to just describe the photo, say what you see, but B, also kind of make it like a short story. You want to be descriptive, but you don't want to say anything that's not there. You don't want to, just the same way that if, you know, when we write about the president, President Trump a lot, you know, we say what he said. We didn't say, we can't really say what he's thinking. So keep that same remove in mind when doing these. Uh, don't try not to say what anybody's thinking or, or feeling. In general, I tell them, you know, write it like it's it's a little short story. Remember that it is inside the article and is sort of a, a pausing the article so don't make it too long but just make sure that it gives all the information you would get if you could see the image well this has been really really fun and illuminating and i personally as a a reader of your articles as a blind reader of your articles really appreciate these image descriptions and i thought this particular piece of yours was was really powerful both in terms of the the text of the article and your reporting on the protests and also the the image description so thank you so much Sean for joining me for this bonus episode of Down to the Struts. Thank you for having me. It's been great to be on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Down to the Struts. This podcast would not be possible without the energy and creativity of Anna Wu, Adrian Kong, Alana Nevins, and Avery Annapol. While we work hard to bring you season two, be sure to catch up on all episodes of season one on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen. Also be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you want more information about the podcast, our guests, and additional resources, you can visit our website at www.downtothestruts.com. See you soon so we can get back down to it.